0: I thought they were so much better than me and then over the years as I started surrounding myself with really high quality humans that were making a mark and an impact in the world I'm like they're no different than me they're just a couple of steps ahead and so I get to choose do I want to be a part of that or do I want to just sit here and watch on the sidelines like this is my life right you only get this is not a dress rehearsal you only get one shot at this And so why would I sit back and watch all these other people and idolize all these other people where I could go out and make my own mission? I could go out and help the people that are in my wheelhouse, right? Like I could go out and become an expert in these areas and, and truly make an impact and watch them, the ripple effect, make an impact out there. And that to me was what was fulfilling. It wasn't a matter of like beating anybody or whatever. It was carving out my own path and realizing that I was worthy of that. And I had to build the confidence to go through that. And often people are like, well, I'm not, I'm not that confident or they self-sabotage and they tell themselves that they're not worthy of those things. But confidence is simply built. It's built by having the courage to do something outside of your comfort zone. And whether you achieve that or not the first time around, that you continue to see that vision through, you continue to work forward.
1: So what are the secrets? Secrets. How do some of the most successful entrepreneurs find the freedom that we all got into business for in the first place? How did they find the time, energy, and resources to launch and scale strong? And how do entrepreneurs like us align our time, money, and energy in a way that will allow us to reach what we set out to achieve? These are the key questions and this community will give you the answers. Welcome to the Prosperity Movement. Hey, Christina. I'm excited to have you here today and thank you for saying yes for this interview. Um, one of the things that we do is we're, we're a trading education platform with Prosperity U. And we have a few phases that we go through to help people back engineer uh, their, their version of freedom, to be able to do more of the things they love with the people they love most. Um, in each one of those phases, we've got a cash flow focus, and then we have a wealth building focus, and then we have a lower taxation diversification focus. So those are our three phases that we focus on with our, our community. And a lot of our people, like when it comes to trading, we like to teach them about this idea that they got to treat trading like a business. And they really, really need to hone in on the right heart set and mindset. And I've had the honor and privilege to witness your growth, both, you know, from we, we met in person would have been in Victoria, yeah. uh, at the, you, I think your husband was, was working at Darcy's pub and the upstairs cabaret. I'd and that a whole lot of crew. Time there. yeah lots lots of fun lots of music lots of good jams and so at the time i think you were also doing hair and now you're living the life of your dreams so can you give us a high level story you know a three to ten minute story of of you and and in your journey on how you've gotten to where you are with your family you're literally living the dream life you're living in mexico you're doing more of the things you love with the people you love most based on having the right heart set and mindset. And so we want to be able to convey that message uh, today and, and we'll start there and interrogate you.
0: Very cool. I'm so excited. Bring on the questions. I'm ready for it. Uh, you know, I, I really think that that what it all comes down to is is belief it comes down to the belief that you have in yourself and what you're able to create. I was born in a very small town. You might know Powell River, okay, very small town on the West Coast. Um, I, you know, I was raised in a middle class family with very hardworking parents. We never went without, but we never had a ton more. Um, and, and I thought, you know, we were sold this dream as kids, right? Is it a dream? I'm not sure, but we're sold this, this, you know, futuristic version of you get good grades. You go to school, you get a degree with a well paying job and healthcare and a uh, pension. I don't even know the, if those exist anymore. Um, and then you work out the rest of your days until you can happily retire. Well, the world over the last couple of years has showed us that there is no sure thing there absolutely is no sure thing other than the self-responsibility that you have, right? And I think it really starts with taking absolute ownership of who you are, what you want, and what you're willing to create, right? We all have that opportunity to be able to go out and create what we want. We all have that opportunity, you know, yeah, we we left in, in October of 2021 and moved to Mexico. Um, I think that COVID was the catalyst to that, but uh, I always had dreamed as a little girl of, of being able to travel the world with my family and and have these experiences and and be able to uh, really connect as a family. And I feel like that is really being lost right now, that family connection, that family unit. And it's something, you know, as much as I love building business and being an entrepreneur, raising children. I'm actually pregnant with my second right now, but like raising children, I have been so called to do that. Like, I love being a mom. I love the conversations. The like intricate conversations I get to have with my seven-year-old daughter blow my mind a lot of the time, like how aware she is. Like she's been around the block a few times This kid. And so, you know, I I limited myself because of how I was raised. I went to university for a few years. Um, I am two classes short of a music degree because I just realized that it was all BS anyways. And that, you know, I, I didn't want to proceed down uh, a passion route that I was never going to be able to be self-sustaining. I was never going to be able to, you know, buy a house or be able to travel the world. And and so my my dreams, my vision of what I wanted in my life was not being met by what my passions were. And not to say that you can't keep those passions and do them as a hobby, but I had to start getting smart about the activities that I was going to start working towards or the things that I wanted to create a bigger income. So I knew that I wanted a family. I got into doing hair. When I met you, I was bartending on the weekends and doing hair full time because I couldn't afford to live in Victoria just doing hair, right? I maxed yeah. out at this, the most popular salon in the city. I maxed it at $36,000 a year. Okay. That right. was my ceiling. And I was like, this sounds terrible. And I That's was all Canadian,
2: also- right? Oh, Canadian.
0: Yeah, Canadian, which is like 15,000 US. I don't know. know? So I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is not going to supply me with the life that I want, even though I enjoy it, right? It's not going to supply me with the life that I want. And I think that if you start looking at the big picture and reverse engineer backwards, uh, your goals, your aspirations, your dreams, like the whole moving to Mexico thing, the whole like living this life on purpose, came with a lot of growth, with a lot of personal growth, that we had to overcome, you know, what societal norms were. I remember Ryan, my husband, who worked at Darcy's for 19 years, you know, I had gotten into uh, network marketing. I, I didn't even know I was in network marketing, by the way. I didn't even know what that was. I just like, oh, okay, I'll do this. I have a baby. I'll like stay at home and do this, right? But it was like my first real exposure to, holy crap, I can make more money faster and leverage my time, and at that year mark of being in the industry, I was able to bring Ryan home so he could be a stay-at-home dad. And what Ryan really enjoys is working on property, developing property, right? We, we like flipping real estate. It's a lot of fun. He's really good at timing the market. And so he got to work in his zone of genius while also being at home with us, which was my dream to actually have a partner that was at home that was raising a family with me, right? And so it really comes down to what you want. What do you want? What is your, your dream might not be moving to Mexico. I got a lot of feedback about moving to Mexico when I was like, ah, forget Canada, we'll live in Mexico. You're like, you're going to move to a third world country run by the cartel. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's what we're going to do. And I love it here. I love every aspect of it here. I love the people here, the culture, the food. I love the opportunity as an entrepreneur here. Um, you know, and I'm not saying that we're going to be here forever, but what I've learned over the past few years is that we have these dreams and these vision, you know, this vision of our lives. And as we grow as human beings, those things shift and change. And we have to be willing to learn. We have to be willing to pick up different skill sets or adjust course when things aren't working. And that's exactly what we did over this period of time is that, you know, we loved being at home as a family, but as time went on, our daughter got a little bit older. My husband wanted a career of his own, which I completely understand, you know, being at home and, and, and being part of the family is so important to us. But like, you also need to have things that you're working towards yourself, right? And so 100%. like, even as a, as a mom, as a dad, um, it was one of those things that we're like, we want to be the example for our daughter, we want to show her, we actually just bought a cash business here in Mexico that I'm super excited to launch, but we we bought it partially because it's fun, partially because it's a great idea and there's so much room to make money in this industry, but also to show our daughter from the ground up, this is where you start, this is how you go, this is the things that you need to do, these are the things you need to sacrifice. You can't watch movies every night, right? Like we have to go and work in the business and this is what we've got to create. And so it's really about being an example. You can't save anybody out there. Like I'm not here to save people. I'm here to Mm. save myself and then show other people how I did it. And so it's just an evolution. That's really what it's come down to is an evolution of who we are, keeping our values and our belief system close to us and making decisions based on what's the next right thing for us right now. And that's
1: really what it came Um, down to. That is so good. And I just love, like, I just want everybody to pay attention, whether you're here right now or you're you're listening to this on the, on, you know, a replay on YouTube, wherever all these platforms are, but like, listen to the energy. Like I get this feeling, Christina, that when you wake up, you're excited to jump out of bed. Like there's so many people, like, I think we always talk about it. Like 90% of people can tell you what they do, but they can't tell you why they do it. And most people are not very like, I I hate asking people, what do you do for work? I think that's the most uninspired question because most people hate what they do for work. So why in heavens would you start there? You know what I mean? But, but with you, like you're just fired up to jump and jolt out of bed and just share that, that, that passion with people. That's what I get from you. I can see it from a mile away. And, you know, like I said, it's just been so much fun to, to witness from afar. Cause I mean, we've been friends on Facebook, but You know, we met, I think it was Shane Demers is the one who had introduced us back in the day. Isn't that so crazy? That's like, that's like, we're talking like, oh man, that would have been like almost a decade ago.
0: Yeah. And, and, and that's, what's crazy is that time is going to pass anyways, and it's going to pass if you're unintentional with your time or it's going to pass intentionally with your time. And I will tell you, I still am not quick to get out of bed. My husband does bring me a coffee every morning. I'm a little slower now that I'm, you know, halfway (laughs) through my pregnancy. I'm a little bit slower, but I always pick up this enthusiasm because I know what I'm here for. I know who I'm meant to serve. I know I'll have the answers when I show up in front of the right people. And that's what gets me excited, right? Like I can't even imagine doing a job day in, day out, day in, day out. And it actually got to this point with hair. And I'll be really honest I really liked hair because I love being around people. I loved the creativity of it. But it got to the point that I could do that job in my sleep and I just got bored and I realized I couldn't make a bigger impact with the people that were sitting in my chair. Like it couldn't be like, okay, it's been six months that you've been complaining about this douchebag that you're dating. You need to like get rid of him and move on. I couldn't say that, right? right. Like I couldn't actually help people improve their lives or give them business suggestions because I was just their hairstylist. And I was like, there's 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 more meaning here. And I think that right now, especially right now, when we're looking at a world full of technology and AI and how quickly things are changing purpose, right, having a purpose, we all have like this intuition and this pull in our hearts to do something, whether you know you want to be the best uh, fishing tour captain out there and you want to go and help people slay fish. We've got the massive uh, fishing derby happening this weekend called the Bisbee Black and Blue, and it's like the biggest fishing tournament in the world. So we've got that going on, right? Unless you want to do that really well, but take something that you love, take something that you're passionate about and take something that you can find security in, right? That there's a need for like you guys are doing and be able to create something around it where you help people move through a future process problem, right? Mm-hmm. Not people a lot of the time make decisions based on where they are right now and they make decisions to keep themselves safe instead of making decisions on where they want to go in the future. And I think if you start to change that habit, you'll be able to create a lot more faster in your life and get what you want out of it a lot faster.
1: See that you just nailed it there. We we always say over here the bigger the problem, the bigger the payoff, the bigger the solution, the bigger the salary. Right. And th- and that's a big, big part. And, and like you, we're hitting on all the pain points here in, in this episode. Like y- you're literally describing what complacency looks like. And most people are living in that, in that constant circle of complacency and boredom. And it, it just sucks to be in that position. And, and you've, you've got this glass ceiling, right? This glass ceiling that, that's holding you down. When, what was that moment? If you can kind of like relay back for yourself that moment that that glass ceiling you were able to shatter through it like or at least had the hope and and the faith that i'm going to i'm making these decisions this is it it was it a person what was it that that helped you just have that aha and poof through the top of that ceiling
0: You know, I think that that happens at different levels in your life. Like you're constantly breaking through ceilings, right? Like if I talk about my salon days and the $36,000 a year I was making, I'm like, this is not for me. Like I need to do something else. I need to do something more. At the time I started my own business, my own salon business, an onsite wedding business. I realized I could get paid for my specialty. I could get paid a lot more for my specialty, right? And so you really have to be a creative uh problem solver. But when it comes down to like that breaking of glass ceilings, it comes down to building confidence, right? I would get to a point that I was like, I know more than this person. I have better skills than this person. Well, I should be making more money than them. And so the confidence came and I made it, I made a move, right? And that happens at all different levels of your life. And I think that, sometimes we we look at ourselves and we start the comparison game, right? Like I always used to put people that made a ton of money on a pedestal and thought, I actually did a post about this today. I thought they were so much better than me. And then over the years, as I started surrounding myself with really high quality humans that were making a mark and an impact in the world, I'm like, they're no different than me. They're just a couple of steps ahead. And so I get to choose. Do I wanna be a part of that? Or do I wanna just sit here and watch on the sidelines? Like, this is my life. Right. You only get this is not a dress rehearsal. You only get one shot at this. And so why would I sit back and watch all these other people and idolize all these other people where I could go out and make my own mission? I could go out and help the people that are in my wheelhouse. Right. Like I could go out and become an expert in these areas and, and truly make an impact and watch them. The ripple effect, make an impact out there. And that to me was what was fulfilling. It wasn't a matter of like beating anybody or whatever. It was carving out my own path and realizing that I was worthy of that. And I had to build the confidence to go through that. And often people are like, well, I, I'm not, I'm not that confident." or they self-sabotage and they tell themselves that they're not worthy of those things, but confidence is simply built. It's built by having the courage to do something outside of your comfort zone. And whether you achieve that or not the first time around that you continue to see that vision through, you continue to work forward. And we're taught in school as we as we're, we grow up, right? What's right and wrong, what's good and bad. And really, successful people know that failure is the way forward. Failure is the thing that helps us learn and grow. Getting Putting yourself, like moving to Mexico, where the majority of people speak Spanish, where there are a lot of cultural differences, we could not pay for this kind of growth. You have to put yourself in uncomfortable positions. And it's like, you know, so many people are sitting treading water. You have to be willing to jump off the diving board and start swimming so that you can gain the confidence to do the next level, to take the next level. And so I think uh, often we just don't give ourselves enough credit, and we're too scared to fail, or we're scared of the failure and the judgment that comes along with it. But also, people are not paying that much, that much attention to you. They're not sitting there right. judging you every day. We're judging ourselves so much more critically than than anybody else out there. And if they are sitting around judging you, they're not spending time focusing on their own goals. And they're, you're you're the one that's leading the pack in that place, right? So. Yeah. I think it's building that confidence by doing, by failing forward, by learning to take feedback and adjust course and reevaluate and not take everything so personally. We're in this stupid society where everyone takes everything so personally. We can't have these big conversations because it turns into hate speech, which is absolutely right. absurd to me that you and i cannot have difference of opinions and have a conversation about it and that we can't be open respectful loving compassionate towards even if we disagree right it absolutely blows yeah. my mind that that has gone by the wayside and and now what now we just be complacent like mm-hmm. i don't think that that's the solution so you got to go out there and, and take control of your life so
2: Does
0: anybody else also, right now what's yeah, that i'm a little, I'm
2: a little offended, offended now sorry
1: travis
0: i'm kidding just
1: also reminds me of a of a thing i heard recently and and yeah travis if you have more to add to this the giver um this this idea of finishing strong right because we, i don't think anybody's ever heard of a 99 yard dash but how many <laughs> people actually do that right and they got one more yard to go just finish strong and they they just like up oh, I'm done and they go on to something else and they just don't finish strong. Like what I hear from you is a layer of consistency as well as committing to something and being consistent over, over time. And that's a big thing that we talk about a lot over here.
0: And conviction, it, right? Like you have to be convicted conviction. in your beliefs and in what you're creating and entrepreneurs are great idea people right? We have all the ideas in the world and we're like, oh, this one's hard. So maybe I'll come up with a different idea that's easier. What we need to learn is to be better closers and learn from that, right? So we learn to finish the task at hand. And what did we learn? How do we adjust course moving forward? Okay.
3: Beautiful. I hope, I hope uh, the folks on here are taking some notes. I've already got a page and a half of notes. I'm a student today. This is great. Um, so Go ahead, Travis. I, I thought you were I thought you were wrapping up. Go ahead. I'm not trying to interrupt you. <laughs> I'm, not wrapping up. I'm just getting started. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So <laughs> I've got some really cool things that I heard, such as uh passion being more of a hobby versus purpose, purpose being more um the route to go to to have kind of that fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Um and being in your zone of genius, like you were mentioning with your husband, I thought that was really, really, really cool. I also really liked the fact that you went to Mexico um, because what I, what I like to think about is like, you guys didn't just say, all right, we're going to Mexico. And then like a month later you moved, you probably told friends and family and those friends and family were probably like, you're dumb. Why would you do that? And then, and then (laughs) there was resistance and then there was like, should we do this? And then there was second guessing, right? Was that kind of how it went? Or
0: That is a great question. And I will share with you the adventure. So okay. um, in 2021, we had a lot of conversations. We had a lot of conversations about what was going on in Canada, what our values were, how we wanted to raise our daughter, what we wanted her to have exposure for in her young life. Um, I also went and I'm just going to be transparent because it's happy news now that I'm pregnant, but I went through two miscarriages um, and just had really crappy health care, didn't have very much support at all. Um, we were kind of the black sheep of our family and 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 it just felt so divisive. Like I felt like I was being a victim of a circumstance that I didn't want to be in and I am not a victim. Um, I'm somebody that I I'm like, I'll take control. Like, what are we going to do? And so it was just it was actually like this is the crazy part. Is that when they decided to close the borders in Canada, sorry, I'm just gonna be totally transparent. When they decided to close the borders in Canada, that day we booked a flight to Mexico. Like my husband and I, we booked like a flight to Mexico. We're like, we're not doing this. My underlying value is freedom. We are not doing this. And my husband was like, okay, so let's just do this. Let's book the flight, whether we go or not. And so the, the flight was like three weeks later. And so we decided that we were going to pack up our entire house. Maybe we we're going to Airbnb it. We didn't know, but we were at the point in our lives that we, we needed to reevaluate where things were going. I think people don't do this often enough to take a time out. And so we decided we were going to take three to six months. I was working a digital business. I could work anywhere in the world. So we're going to take three to six months out and just spend some time in Mexico and just re evaluate where we wanted things to go and move forward intentionally. Um, And if you've never read the book, Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey, it just made, it almost gave me permission because in his massive career, there's been times that he's just taken a month off, three months off, two years off to raise his kids and said, screw it, right? And so I was like, why can't we do that? And so we came down here um, and initially told family it would be three to six months and then two months in. We saw the real estate market. I had mentioned my husband's brilliant when it comes to timing the real estate market. And we had known that the house that we bought and what you know what we were building out there, there was just like, you know, we did a pro-con list. We've had a lot of like very serious conversations. All profit is good profit. And you can't have a heart-centered um uh opinion when it comes to business or when it comes to creating money. You have to make it based on facts, right? And so we made the decision. Ryan came to me, and there's only been two times in my in, in our 15 years of being together that he said, we need to sell the house or we sell in 10 years. And I said, okay, like we need to sell the house like now, or we need to sell the house in six months. And he's like, now, so we pack, we, you know, we decide we're going to sell it. We burn the boats two months into being in Mexico. That did not go over well with family. Okay, that was not there was a lot of pushback on that there was like, hey, we should have had a conversation about this. And we're like, why we feel great about it. Like we're excited about the next chapter of our life. We're excited about what's it's a different energy field down here. Like we're living on a different parallel down here. And and we just felt so oppressed up there. So we're like, okay. We're going to do this. And so it did, I will tell you, it took some time to come around. Sometimes when, when you have to be the leader, be self-led in your own life, you've got to do things that are unpopular. We realized well, a lot of the time we were making decisions based on what our family and what was best for our family, instead of making decisions that were based best for us. And that's, so, what's
3: interesting. I think I, I like to think of it as like a lot of times people use the excuse of responsibility to cover up their fear,
1: yeah, yeah. So they
3: they like to like. It's not responsible to sell your house after two months in in Mexico, right? In in quotes, responsible.
0: Oh no, we did pretty good.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, but but is it right? And that's where you're, I love it. You look at facts, you evaluate, right, and you say, well, no, it's a great time to sell. We love it down here. Worst case scenario, later on, we move back up. We find a new house.
0: Worst case scenario. Like, right, really? And now all we did was buy a house down here for cash. So now we have we have a place for mortgage like that we're mortgage free. That is a vacation place, a rental. Maybe we sell it. We're building, right? So there are challenges. Let me talk to you about challenges. There's always going to be interruptions. There's always going to be things that are difficult to overcome. Everyone looks at our life and like, Wow, you moved to Mexico. This is amazing. I'm like, Yeah, some days I want to pull my hair out. Some days I'm like, I get why people don't do this, right? <laughs> it's a lot. But and we're, you know, we're a year behind on building our house, but I look at, okay. Well, we're a year behind. In in when you look at money, you have to understand that there are going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be ups and downs, right? But us not living in our house a year later, the value of that house has increased $200,000 mm-hmm. since we bought it. And so do we have to sit here and rent? Do we have to do a few different things and reevaluate? Sure. But in the, if you have that long-term vision and conviction, especially right now, right? Like right now, nothing is safe. Nothing is secure. Like everything is kind of crazy, right? So I think Really investing not only in yourself and in your education, right? Building your skill set and your mindset, but third of all, investing in things that you truly believe in, right? Investing mm-hmm. in certain, you know, whether it's digital assets, whether it's gold and silver, whether it's real estate or foreign real estate whether it's certain companies, maybe you're a huge fan of the electric car and Tesla and Elon Musk invest in things that you align with and you believe in, and you can't go wrong because you're making that as a heart centered decision. And so we just decided like, I didn't want to buy another house in Canada. I didn't want to buy another house in the U S we're going to leave them to their own devices for a little while, but we did want money in real estate. So let's buy foreign real estate for now and see what happens. And it's
1: it's paid us pretty well. Let's do this. Let's just see. Well, what I what I really love here and again this is a reiteration of what we have in our blueprint there Zach. Yeah. Listen to the like the filtration happening in these challenging conversations, these big conversations. I don't know how many times I've heard you say Christina that you and your husband are having big and serious and even challenging conversations, yeah. but there's a filtration device that they have ladies and gentlemen here, which is mission vision values, their purpose system. This is like their purpose to profits. Okay. Their purpose to profits. We, we actually, at one point in time, we were writing a book called passion of profits and we, we very quickly realized we had to redirect because, Hey, your passions, those are important. They, they can help you a lot in what you're doing and there's a lot of people that do their passions and, and and do pretty good. But when you again focus on the problems and find solutions, you're gonna find that the more, the more purpose-filled things are in the in some of the biggest problems that you face. And in some of the biggest problems that other people around you are going through, those are the most profitable things that you can be a part of. Some of the most like they literally again, I'll say it again, if people don't know this very magic equation, which is the bigger the problem, the bigger the payoff, the bigger the solution, the bigger the salary and how you live your life with intentionality and purpose is by filtering everything through your mission, your vision and your value system. I've heard you say I don't know how many times what my values are and my purpose lies in the 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 mission and the vision that I have to back engineer. Now, sometimes the vision becomes more clear through imperfect action, right? And that's also what you're constantly doing to create clarity is not focusing so much on perfection, but you're very progress oriented.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing with that to, to go in parallel with that is that people want to have a small risk and a big reward, right? Like that's what they want. But your risk is equal to the size of the reward. Every single time, it's also equal to the size of the challenge in the middle that you've got to go through to get to the reward, right? And so when you can start to think ahead, when you start to pay attention, I get it. There is so much distraction. There's so much chaos out there in media and social media and all the stuff that's going on. I get that it can be a beast, but it's also really important to educate yourself in the process so that you know what's coming and you know how to help people, right? Like we just had friends that posted about uh, Airbnb being more regulated and all that kind of stuff in Canada and how it's really taken a chunk out of their business. We've seen that coming for five years. We knew that that was coming down the line, higher taxation. More restrict uh, restrictions, all that kind of stuff. Well, my husband just did a video yesterday talking about there are no rental restrictions in Mexico, and you're also going to get way more value on the property you buy down here, and then you'll have a vacation home for your family if you're looking for that kind of opportunity. And so, it's a matter of positioning yourself in the marketplace at the right time. That's what leadership is.
1: It sounds like we have a meeting coming up with you outside of this uh, podcast <laughs> session at some point in time. Uh, cause a lot of what you're talking about fits into our phase three focus and we've got to fill some gaps for our community with that. So definitely look forward to, to more conversations with you guys. Um, Travis, do you have any questions for Christina? I feel like you've been so, so observant.
2: I'm just, you know, really Having a great time listening right now. (laughs) So, uh, but I, I, if I'm a good listener, I'm also hearing that not only are you and your husband and everything you're talking about, uh, is it all logically based and fact based and, and detailed based, but you're, you guys aren't sitting there hesitating. You're making decisions too. And it sounds like you're making pretty quick decisions as well. When you see opportunities, you're, you're making those going forward. Um, has that always worked for you? Or have there been some times where that fast decision-making has maybe made you learn a different lesson and helped you in the big future? I'm curious to hear, you know, because most people that uh, I think um, that at least I've had the opportunity to talk with, the, the biggest problem that I see is the lack of decision-making in general, right? They're, they're scared to make some of those mistakes. But Brian, Zach, and I were having a conversation not too long ago about how all the little things that at first were the the bug on the windshield, you know, the mistake that we made has actually geared us to, to be better. Those are lessons for us, not failures. You know, can you can you speak to us somewhere along those lines?
0: Yeah, you know, I think it goes both ways because if you don't make a decision then you can also be harmed by that. I've been in a position where I didn't make a decision fast enough and I harmed myself and some of the people around me because I didn't lead properly. And so I've learned really to trust my intuition. And for so many years, I said it was my intuition, but really it's the voice of the Holy spirit. It's the one that's calling me every single day to do more and become more. Right. And so that piece that kept pulling me forward and it was so cool. Cause I just had this conversation with my 94 year old grandma. I'm like a bit of an anomaly in my family like everyone's just like you're too much like (laughs) too much energy too much going on right and so she's like I finally understand this is your calling this is why you continue to show up this way and so when it comes to decision making I've learned to make them faster and in that process fail faster right like there are definitely some decisions that we've made um you know whenever we make investment decisions we're like can we afford to lose this money Right. Um, whenever we make decisions to hire people, I've definitely hired the wrong people. I've definitely figured out the like. I've had a few ten thousand dollar mistakes, and maybe a twenty thousand dollar mistake. Right. Like I've had mistakes along the line, but man you will learn that lesson very fast if that's how how much you're spending on that lesson, right? And so I think that having a vision for what you want and then the conviction and the commitment to seeing it through no matter how difficult, because we all totally overestimate what we can do in a year, but we underestimate what we can do in five. If you would have asked me five years ago if this would be my life, I would have laughed in your face, right? I would have said, no, like I, I don't even know where that's gonna come from. But if you have the courage to keep acting in alignment, keep saying yes to the things that you're being pulled towards and saying no to everything else like I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this podcast, but like my husband and I have this rule if it's not a fuck yes, do not do it, right? If it's not something that you are so excited about and committed to seeing through, don't do it. If it comes down to a party on the weekend or a wedding, a family wedding that you don't want to go to, don't do it if it's not a fuck yes. Right. And so make sure that all of your decisions are so convicted that, like, even if you have those bad days, even if you have those challenges, I had one, I'm going to be honest, I had one of those days yesterday that I was so overwhelmed by multiple facets in my life that I'm like, I need a nap. Like, I just need to take a time out. You know, I'm in the middle of a workshop this week. I, I, I teach a free workshop called Life on Your Own Terms. And so I, I'm like, I will do this week, but like I am taking the weekend off and doing nothing and just being in quiet so that I can listen to my own thoughts. And mm. when you actually take the time to do that with discernment, putting the facts down, right? A pro con list or whatever, those hard, difficult conversations like that most people don't take the time to have because it's uncomfortable, right? Right. If you take the time to do those things and be an advocate of what you truly want, you'll c- overcome any obstacle. You'll overcome any challenge, um, but you have to have that commitment and that conviction to do so.
1: That's brilliant. You 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 nailed like both with the conviction, and on the other side of it, we also like braised on this concept of indecision is a decision and in right. and of itself. Mm-hmm. Indecision is a decision in and of itself, whether it, it's a, it's a, you know, your decision for Jesus Christ or it's a decision in anything else in your life. You also mentioned the Holy Spirit. Unpack. Come on. <laughs> What's that experience for you?
0: You know, it's, and, and, okay. Okay. So this is so interesting to me because, um, it's been a relation, you know, it's called a relationship with God for a reason because it's, you know, to have blind faith as a human being can be so challenging. Um, I was raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school as a kid um, and and I was church hurt. I was church hurt by people. And so for many years of my life, I poured into uh, personal development. I poured into spirituality. And it was so interesting because like, as I got older and as I, you know, started to take more responsibility for my life, I would have these conversations with my mom's husband, who's a Christian, and I'd be like, your belief in God is the same as my belief in connection to almighty power and source. And and he would get so upset, right? He would get so upset. He's like, it is not the same. And I'm just like, it is the same. We're good to humans, we do the right thing, we help people, we're, you know, like we're we're God like children, right? But I just said I refuse because of what religion has done to this world. I refuse to be a piece of that, right? And so it's not that I turned away from God or stopped praying or stopped talking to him. It's that I was looking for other solutions. And it's been so interesting over the last couple of years. If you look what is going on in the world, it is absolutely biblical, right? Everything that is going on right now, it's a prophecy. It's been part of what has been planned. And and I'm gonna tell you, I take a lot of um, comfort in knowing that I can give it to God, that you have a plan for me, that I will continue to obey you. I will continue to ask, act in service. Um, I didn't talk a lot about that and I'll tell you why. Because what are we taught? Don't talk about religion, sex or politics. Don't talk about any of those things in business, right? But I see a massive need to turn back to that and to be strong in our faith. I mean, this is honestly, this is something that I didn't even talk to Ryan about. I didn't tell him that I prayed. I didn't tell him that I had these conversations when I was by myself with God. I didn't tell him any of those things. That was my private relationship. But I look at the way of the world and how we need to bring values back to our society, how we need to bring family values and good and bad and and, and by, by being spiritual or holding yourself uh, as as the all-knowing, all-encompassing, uh, you know, ruler of your life that you create everything, that is so individualistic, as opposed to connecting the whole and how we should be thriving together as a whole on this planet. And so, although religion has kind of muddied, I'll say the word religion has kind of muddied the water, that connection to God and the values that we need to bring back into our Western culture, the things that we need to instill in our kids, the values, the, the morals, all of those things are so valuable. Um, And and I think that, you know, it's okay to talk about those things. It's okay to make a stand. Maybe you like me, maybe you don't, because I brought it up. Maybe you're going to roll your eyes. I don't care. because. I know who I am, I know how I want to raise my children, I know what kind of wife I want to be, what kind of coach I am to other people, it's always a good intention, and so I think that having these conversations and and bringing that to light and saying it's okay to have conversations with God, it's okay to be Godlike, it's okay to have that connection in your business, in your life, in your family, um, when we've been told this whole time that you shouldn't talk about those things.
1: I will say that it is an honor to be in the presence of a wonderful Proverbs 31, 10 lady. And if our viewers do not know what Proverbs 31, 10 lady means, go ahead and read it. Look it up, Google it. And there are three points for the men. There are three points in that whole passage that actually describes the man. And I wish I had a man in my life to actually point that out. I wish I had a man in my life to, to point out Ephesians 5, especially Ephesians five twenty five. And I wish I had a man in my life that would point out one Timothy three. It is a guided book like you had said it's prophesied but there's also some incredible bits of wisdom like our whole organization is on the foundation of proverbs 3 1 which is i think it's 3 1 is it travis 3 1 or is it 1 3 i believe it's 3 1 anyway you'll find it it says my son keep my commands and you will live a long and peaceful and prosperous life we're not supposed to be living in in poverty no. we are meant for more, we are meant for on earth as it is in heaven dominion. It's in the book of Genesis all the way through to how it was fulfilled through Jesus Christ. Anyways, it is what it is. You like you said, you can, you can love it or hate it. It is what it is. It comes down to a decision. You have the gift of decision. So, what an honor to to you know have been able to have this conversation with you. This was so jam packed. I think we could keep going and going and going and going. We totally could. And I, I think we were going to want to have you on this podcast again. We definitely want to re, like, I, I, we need to reconnect. Uh, I want to spend some time with Ryan. We're actually, uh, well, I, we've, we've got to make a trip to Mexico here soon, don't Big we boys? Maybe we were, <laughs> we were originally going to go to Mexico in January, but then we decided Pensacola, Florida. We're going to have a, a get together there, but, um, uh-huh i cannot wait to dive deeper with you in multiple areas here
3: i hear there's a rental or an airbnb there in your area christina (laughs)
0: <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. You know, we'll hook you up with those things. And, there you and go. So I, I encourage you guys to continue to, to shout your message from the rooftop, right? There's so much noise and distraction out there and you are rooted in good. Your, you, your intentions behind what you're doing are good. And right now we need leaders, right? It's mm. actually really interesting because of what social media, what cancel culture is done. People are very um, vanilla, Right. Everybody is kind of talking about the same crap as opposed to really standing in their values and bringing higher quality content and leading. Because if you have the courage to do that now, if you have the courage to wholeheartedly be yourself, to grow your skills, to become an expert in your area and start talking to people at this high level, there's very little competition at the top.
3: Mm, come on. 100%. Right it's, at
1: the top of the summit. Let's go.
3: It's, it's, sound it's, it's so funny how it's so funny how Traditional culture is now counterculture. <laughs> it's,
0: ah, it's bizarre. It's, pretty, it's backwards.
3: <laughs> it's it's pretty weird. Um I have one more question for you. So man, I've got a lot of notes, learning a lot, um, just a lot of confirmations of, of a lot of the things that we have taught and, and our members are learning from. Um one thing, when when you are making those quicker decisions, failing faster which, which we wholeheartedly support is apart from mission, vision, value filter, is there anything else that you do to avoid um, too much opportunities at once? A shiny object syndrome, if you will, where you're just like, you're jumping too frequently instead of focusing.
0: Yeah. That is such a good question. And I think that you have to use discernment in those situations, right? Um, I never take off, take on more than I can chew. I never bite off more than I can chew. Right. I, I am somebody that I either do something wholeheartedly with everything that I have, or I don't do it at all. And those are the conversations I have because there is opportunity everywhere. Right. And so it's, it's one thing to dabble. It's one thing to try, but for you to be able to make, to move mountains, for you to be able to make a big impact and create success and create something of a legacy for your family, right? Like you, When you die, you either leave a whisper or a roar. I was listening to Ed Milet the other day, right? And so you either leave a whisper or a roar. And so where do you want to be? And and so again, it's like that whole mentality of like, unless it's a fuck yeah, I'm not going to do it. Um, But also in the same sense, I have to stay focused on what my core values are and only make decisions in alignment with that. And sometimes I do have to say no, um, especially right now, Cause I'm pregnant. I can't travel as much. Right. And like, I have to say no to certain events and certain things that I really want to be a part of, but like, I have to, this is, this is my phase of life that I need to honor. I need to honor my body and what we're creating and all this, you know? And so it is challenging. It is challenging to, um, to try and find your path forward. But again, in prayer, in silence, in meditation, in those pieces, the truth is there if you if you take the time to discover it, right? Like you always know, for example, if you guys are working with a client or whatever, you always know in the beginning if you should actually bring those people on or not, right? You all, you always have a sense of like is this the person, is this a right fit? If it's a right fit, great. But if you're like if I'm doing this to just collect a paycheck, it's not the right fit. Right. If I'm doing this just to increase what I'm going to make, it's not the right fit and doing your due diligence and research, doing your due diligence. And you're still going to make mistakes, by the way, you're even when you do that, even when you learn, even when you grow, even when you um, put yourself in the position to win, you're still going to lose sometimes. But I think the the key is how fast can you move forward and what did you learn from that situation? Because You know, I could sit there and beat myself up for that $20,000 mistake. I could absolutely be like, oh my God, that was so dumb. I can't believe I did that. Right. But instead, okay, what did I learn in the process? How are we going to move forward better with more knowledge, with more experience? What's the next thing that we need to do right now? Right. Instead of just like, okay, if that's lost, that money's gone. Let's stop worrying about that and move forward immediately.
1: Mm. Love it. Good absolutely brilliant the wisdom bombs that are being dropped today are amazing so i yeah. we've like i said we could keep on going over and over here i just want to thank you so much christina for absolutely everything and a little bit of a call to action for those that are listening right now we're going to keep it simple today we normally have a specific link that you can go through to get our trade ed blueprint it does it sound like we're actually rebranding that here guys i think
3: not, that soon it's not soon not soon we'll say well okay, so. i within the next month or two.
1: Okay, okay, okay. It's happening along with the other things that are being moved with, with so many mountains being moved at this time with some mustard seed faith. We love y'all. So really simple, everybody. You can go to prosperitymovement.online and there is a chat box that pops up on that website. And if you wanna get the blueprint, blueprint completely complimentary, all you gotta do is drop blueprint in that chat box. We're gonna get it. We'll send you that. And super simple. Get in there like swimwear. Make a decision. Indecision is a decision in and of in and of itself. So take massive action today. Thank you, everybody. Cheers.
3: Thank you everybody.